Entrepreneur on Fire 724. In Fire Nation, we are mixing things up today because I am presenting live in San Francisco today, October 15th at Creative Live on podcasting. I would love for you to check it out at eofire.com slash C. L. And also, of course, we have an amazing free virtual summit we're chatting about today at freevirtualsummit.com. 25 amazing speakers, myself included, is going to be an unbelievable event. And with Nick Unsworth, we're talking about going from success to significance. So stick around. This one's a doozy. What are you waiting for? Tickets to a rocket ship? Well, here you go and hang on tight as John Lee Dumas is about to take you on a wild ride. Ignite. Wish you could co-author documents, share status updates, and manage your team's projects all in one place? With Igloo, you can. Try Igloo today free for up to 10 people at igloosoftware.com slash fire. Selection, speed, and creativity are just a few of the benefits of having several designers work on your project. Start your next design project at 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services free. Hold on to those afterburners, Fire Nation. John Lee Doom is here and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Nick Unsworth. Nick, are you prepared to ignite? Hashtag, heck yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Nick is a serial entrepreneur and business coach with a focus on Facebook marketing. As CEO of Life on Fire, his mission is to inspire the masses to do what they love, relentlessly pursue their passion, and live the dream. Nick sold a business by 30 years old, has coached over 1,750 entrepreneurs, and has consulted clients including New York Times bestselling author John Assaraft, Keller Williams Real Estate, Safeco Insurance, and many, many more. Nick, I've given Fire Nation a little insight. I'm sure many remember you from your last episode on Entrepreneur on Fire or our Cribs episode here in Pacific Beach or maybe our Pay It Forward Fridays, but still, take a second, tell us about you personally, and then expound upon the biz. Awesome, man. Well, I just want to say it is so cool to be back and just what's up, Fire Nation? Yes. And uh, just life has been, it's just, it's just been crazy. I just love this podcasting world. And, um, you know, just a quick catch up. I mean, um, you know, I, I think of my story as just a guy struggled, you know, a struggling entrepreneur all throughout my 20s, just literally just kept grinding and grinding and grinding until finally a few different things broke through. And I think that, um, you know, part of where we're going to end up today is, you know, just talking about purpose in business. And, you know, after so many different failures, I ended up finally breaking through. And a lot of that was because of connecting purpose into my business. And so now I find myself, you know, with the podcast, you know, and, you know, from the mentorship from you, John. So having a podcast, being a business coach, putting on live events, and just living a straight up life on fire. It's been so much fun. Well, Nick, you nailed it on the head. We are definitely going to be talking about living with a purpose, living that life on fire. And we have a couple really, really cool announcements today. Today's kind of a different episode for a number of reasons. So again, Fire Nation, hold on to those afterburners. But before we get into any of that, Nick, we always start with a success quote and how you apply it to your life. Take it away. All right. So I have no idea who this is from, but this is something that I think about 
very regularly. And the quote is just, thoughts become things. And it's that which what we think in our minds, that's what manifests in our bodies, that creates the emotions that we feel, and it's what shows up in your life. And when we are really deliberate about what we think about in our minds, we can literally manifest and create the futures that we want. So it's like, if you ever have like a negative thought pop in your head, which we all do, we're all humans. It's like, as soon as that pops up in your mind, just think, well, we'll shoot thoughts become things. And I better be really careful. I better be really aware of what's I'm thinking in my head because that shows up in your life. So thoughts become things. And a real quick side note, Fire Nation, As a Man Thinketh is just a phenomenal audiobook that I'm listening to right now. And I'll tell you, Nick, if you if I could sum up that audiobook in three words, it would be just that. So if you kind of want a little more expounding upon Thoughts Become Things, Fire Nation, go check out that book, As a Man Thinketh. I'll link it up in the show notes. But we're moving on. We're going to be talking about a lot of cool things. We've already just done a deep dive into Nick's journey. So just go to eofire.com. Search Nick if you want to hear his amazing, inspiring struggles, obstacles, challenges, aha moments, and beyond. But the reality is I brought him back here today because it's October 15th. And if you are listening today, you're an awesome Fire Nation listener because you're listening to it the day it came out, which most people do. But even if you're not, there's going to be a lot of cool opportunities for you to take advantage of. But here we are. October 15th, Nick and I are in San Francisco because we are speaking today at what's called Creative Live. So if anybody wants to check out what Creative Live is all about, just go to creativelive.com. But we're doing an entire day session on podcasting. It's free, it's live, it's streaming, it's high quality. There's going to be 16 people in the audience. And then they're telling me up to 70,000 people around the world tuning in in Fire Nation. I hope you're one of those 70,000 people. So I've actually included a real easy link for you, eofire.com slash CL. That's going to get you to where Nick and I are on stage as we speak, if it's past 9 a.m. right now. We are on stage speaking about podcasting, giving some great tidbits, and we're just going to be having a blast. We're being joined by Michael O'Neill of Solopreneur Hour, of Greg Hickman, of Mobile Mixed, and it's going to be a blast. Uh, Actually, Nick, what are you speaking about at Creative Live? Yeah, so, um, you know, just a great opportunity, and... um, and so I'm speaking on video podcasting. So I'm going to be breaking down all the back end tech, the gear, um, how to set up a show and how to launch a video podcast and still pull the audio out and bring the audio onto iTunes as well. But it's a little bit of a different animal. So it's going to be really <laughs> cool to share, you know, exactly all that we've learned from uh, almost a year of having our, our video podcast. No, and I'm totally stoked. I'm going to be doing a lot on creating, growing and monetizing your podcast, Fire Nation. Nick, uh, uh, sorry, Greg Hickman is going to be doing a lot on mobile podcasting and how mobile so huge. And then Michael O'Neill is going to be doing a big time focus on branding and life after eight weeks. So after the new and noteworthy period, so to speak. So don't miss it. EOfire.com slash CL. It's free. We're waiting for you. We're going to have a blast. I'm actually interviewing the host of Startup Podcast, which is who goes by the name of Alex Bloomberg. He used to be the host of This American Life, Planet Money Podcast. He left that world to start his own podcast because he saw what people like Nick, myself, Greg, and Michael O'Neill were doing. And he said, I want a little bit of that pie. So he launched his podcast, Startup, which is now the number one podcast in all of businesses. It's absolutely crushing it. Really 
inspiring story. I get to interview him one-on-one today as well, which I'm really looking forward to. So Fire Nation, come check it out. It's going to be a blast. We'd love to see you there. And now we're going to move on to another segment of this interview with Mr. Nick Unsworth. And this next segment is going to be under the theme of From Success to significance. And why I love this phrase so much is because as entrepreneurs, we work so hard, we grind it out. And Nick's going to tell you some of those moments he's had. And then we do get to this moment where we are successful. We have money coming in. We've turned into a viable business. We really have a good team in place, X, Y, and Z. But now that you're successful, it's time to look to that next bar. And oftentimes that next bar is significance. How can you make your life meaningful? How can you impact others in an even more powerful way? And there's few people in this world that are looking to do that more than Nick Unsworth. And he has a couple great stories he's going to tell us about how he's done just that. And we're going to go down to the jungles of Honduras Fire Nation right now for our story number one. So Nick, take it away. Awesome, man. Well, um, you know, I think what's so cool is that from success to significance, what I love is that um, to me, it's like, you know, when you truly are doing what you love for work, you know, we spend more time working than we do doing any other activity, more time working than we are with family, friends, if you have kids with your own kids. And it's like, that's why it's so critical to love what you do. You know, that's why it's so awesome to see how many people John's inspiring with the show. And, and so it's like, we've got to get really connected and make sure that we're in alignment and we love what we do for work. And then the beautiful thing is oftentimes, when you're in that alignment, the money's going to follow and the money's going to come with it. And the cool thing is that the significance piece, I firmly believe that you can weave that in as you're building, as you're growing. And it's kind of like, you know, even if, you know, you were to give, you know, $10 a month or a hundred bucks a month and you're to give that to a cause that's important to you, the act of giving along the way, that act tells money that you are the master of it and not its master. You know what I mean? And that it doesn't master you. And so the whole thing is that you can really connect your business to a greater purpose. You know, it's not just about you. It's just not just about the paycheck or, or, you know, just raking in cash. It's about helping other people and giving back. And so, you know, if you can build your business in that way, and if you have to start really small, I mean, I've got lots of clients that are, you know, we've got one guy who, you know, uh, makes yoga mats and, you know, these things are literally hand woven in Benares, India. And it's like, man, what if you just took 10% of, you know, what comes in and gave it back to that community and highlighted the fact that these things are are made where yoga was actually invented. And so he took that on and it, it, it changed his, his entire business. You know, it's like Tom's shoes. Someone buys a pair of shoes and then a pair of shoes goes to, you know, a little kid's you know, feet in another developing nation, you know? So, um, so it's like, if you can have that purpose and cause as you build your business, I mean, it, it, it sets you up in a way that I call it being in inspired action so that, you know, when you're, when you've got that level of purpose, that when that challenge comes up, that would be the size of a, of a huge mountain that would take 95% of people out of the game. That's why the failure rates are so high in business. But if you're in that inspired action, that big challenge you're able to overcome it because you've got a deep enough reason why with your business, you've got a deep enough sense of purpose. And that mountain might be the size of an anthill because you're connected your business to purpose. And so I just think about, you know, you know, what is really important to each person individually? You know, what is important to you? And some people, um, you know, I've got a buddy who almost died from alcohol abuse. His liver shut down. The guy's only, you know, 34 years old. You know what? 
that's now his story. And this guy's purpose is now to help and inspire other kids and people that have and struggle with addiction. And now that's, he now has that purpose and fire. You know, it's, it's someone that maybe was an abused as a child that becomes something that they give back to and they tie that into their business. You know, in my case, I have Alzheimer's on both sides of my family. It's something that's awful. You know, I've, I've raised some money for, for that. So it's like, whatever is really important to you, just look back at your own story to think about, you know, where can you um, connect with? You know, you don't have to start a whole nonprofit, but what if your business fueled a nonprofit? And what if you made that part of, of your mission in business? That journey and building a couple different businesses and always having giving back part of them. Um, what's really awesome is that um, about two years ago, I, I was really, really inspired by a team member, uh, this guy named uh, Nick Kruger. And he's like, on earth, man. He's like, uh, dude, um, I know we work virtually as it is. And uh, I love that. And he was like, um, I am going to be moving to Honduras with my wife and my two little girls. His little girls were, I think, you know, maybe six and 10 years old. And I was like, wow, man, I, I know you've gone down there a couple of times, I, but, you know, you're moving your whole family to Honduras. I mean, I think about, you know, the United States of America <laughs> versus Honduras. You know what I mean? It's like, really? Like, what's, you know, so what's going on? And he's like, you know, it's a long story, but it, you know, it, it's just something I'm really passionate about. I'm like, I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm like, I'm so curious. Like, like I, I want to know. And he shared with me that um, one of his best friends, you know, she started a nonprofit, the Eternal Family Project. And uh, what's really cool is, is that they rescue little girls from orphanages and literally adopt them into a house. And they were looking to build a school so that they could expand and they could help more little girls. And I'm like, wow, well, that sounds incredible. And I was like, I really would love to experience this. And I would really love to fundraise, you know, for you guys and tie it into our business. And so I went down to Honduras. And while I was there, I spent Easter there. This was um, about, you know, a year and a half ago. I spent Easter down there. And I fly in, of course, I bring like a duffel bag full of, you know, chocolate bunnies and like all kinds <laughs> of Cadbury eggs. I mean, think back when you were a kid and you're, you know what I mean? And like doing the Easter egg hunt. And I'm like, I'm going to warm their hearts with candy, you know? So I come there, I get to this, you know, to this house. I mean, it's a rough I mean, Honduras was pretty rough. I mean, from the airport to just corruption, it was rugged, the roads, you name it. And so we get there uh, and, you know, I, I roll up my big duffel bag of candy and everything and the kids were like, we're loving me. And they were filled with so much energy, so much life and the smiles. And it was like, there was a sense of, of love and just family with, you know, at, at that house. And it was absolutely incredible. I mean, the way that they were all hanging out together and coloring and it was just, it was like, it was love that I have like never seen in anyone's home. And, and it was remarkable. And then, so, and I'm asking him, I was like, so, so how does all this work? So, um, and he's like, well, all these little girls that are here, they live, live here, you know, they've been adopted. So they'll have 15 at one time in one house and they've got multiple rooms and all this stuff. And we rehabilitate them through education and with love. And that's why they're adopted. They're not, um, this is not a halfway house. And, and it's a, and it truly is a family and they're branching off and, you know, building more of these, these schools, if you will. And, um, you know, having more, uh, women to, to run the households and, so I'm thinking this is, this is incredible, right? And they are, and like they're reading and they're just so bright and smart. And then like, but you've got to see where they came from. 
And when we went, we took a ride to one of the orphanages. And I don't know if you've ever seen Walking Dead, but there's a season on this TV show and it's all filmed in a prison. And picture concrete walls, literally 20 feet, oh, 25 feet high. Brutal. You know, the dirty black concrete walls. You got the guard towers and there was barbed wire all over the top. And huge just gates to get in, guys with, you know, AK, you know, 47s. And and I'm like, what's up with, like, the barbed wire and stuff? It's an orphanage, right? And I was like, is that the, I'm like, is that to keep, like, criminals out? And my buddy Nick looks at me and goes, no, that's to keep the kids in. Wow. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, and so we walk up and... You know, and I, in it, you know, it's, it's a really, really rough area of town and we're walking in and there's just, there's no funding for this thing, you know, for, you know, for it. So it's dilapidated and it's gross and it's not, you know, it's not very sanitary. And we go, they bring me to one room where there's little children and, you know, so there's cribs and things like that. And, um, there's a couple, you know, there's like a couple volunteer workers not that they're bad people, but they're just, you know, maybe uneducated un, you know, they're not skilled. They don't really, maybe, I don't know. They're not know what they're doing. Um, and maybe they're calloused, so they don't care as much, you know? And, and so the, the care there is awful and you walk in and there were literally kids that were tied to beds, um, because there was a separate section for kids that had, you know, mental, mental illnesses <clears throat> and they were, you know, literally tied to beds. And then, you know, in the adjoining room where there's like smaller, you know, children, um, we're there to, we could play with them. But the thing that was so sad is literally those kids were not allowed outside until they hit four years old. So they will not have seen sunlight and actually experience being outside until they're four. And they don't let them out to other areas of, of you know, that the orphanage or the ward, you know, so we're in there, we're just trying to, you know, play with them. And they still have like, you, you could, you could see that there's that little glimmer of hope, right? And there's this one little boy that he must have been, I don't know, maybe a, a year old or maybe a year and a half. And he just clung to me. And so I'm kind of carrying him around trying to like see other kids or like play with them. And this one little boy, every time I tried to put him down, if you picture like putting a child down like on the floor and all of a sudden he would kick his legs up and he would arch his legs up so that the only way to put him down was going to be like on his head or on his back. Like he just didn't want to go down. Right. And he didn't want me to let him go. And so, you know, we're all in there and I, so I'm still holding on to this little guy. And finally, when it came time to leave, I was like, all right, bud, you know, I got to let you down. And same thing. Wouldn't let it, you know, he's kept kicking his feet up, kicking his feet up and we just had to go. So, you know, I put him down and if you can think about a time where you've ever left um, a home or, you, you know, you, you left a home, whether it's your home or a friend's house and they've got a dog or maybe a cat. And, you know, if you're trying to leave and the dog's trying to get out, but you're trying to shut the door and you're almost have like a leg in there, you're trying to keep the keep the dog in, you know what I mean? And you're kind of like trying to shut it without closing the door on its nose, <laughs> right? So I'm doing that, except my leg and my arms are pushing faces of children oh. as I'm trying to shut the door and their little fingers and like, and, and they're just, they're trying to get out and they're trying to get out of there. And it was the saddest thing. So I end up shutting the door and it was very emotional. It was like absolutely heart-wrenching. And I shut the door and there's this one little, you know, the, the little like squares of like where you can actually see in. And my friend Nick just tapped it with his finger and he said, look. And I looked back inside 
And the kids were just wailing, wailing and crying, arms out because they know that I was their hope and now it's gone and they're stuck in there. And it was just, it was just absolutely heart-wrenching. And the the point of the story is that it's it's it was an awful situation. That orphanage was awful. The kids get abused and they don't have nutrition and all these things. And what they do is they adopt the little girls from there and they, they bring them back to the house and rehabilitate them. And so what was so wild is that those little girls that I saw that were so full of life and energy, they came from that exact same room and to see the, the dichotomy, to see how different they were, that they were at home versus the kids that I saw in that room. I literally was like, there's no way, Nick, there's no way that those little girls came from this room. There's no way. And they're like, yeah, they started showing me pictures. They were like, well, you know, Sophie, um, the reason why she has a prosthetic arm is because her, her parents tried to kill her by, you know, a uh, house fire and, and throwing her in it. You know, there's Ruby, her legs don't work. And, you know, she would, was army crawling on her, on her, her chest when they first met her. And, you know, one girl was six years old and 14 pounds because she was so malnutrition, you know, malnourished. And it was like, oh my God. So they totally like saved and changed these little kids' lives. And now, the kids, as they age, they want to they want to give back to. So that story for me, and and being there, it just it it just changes you. You don't come back the same person. And I would encourage any, everyone to to do a volunteer trip. You know, whether it's with your church or you just go with uh, with an organization or a nonprofit. But experience that and, and really, you know, if there's not a purpose or if there's not a foundation or something that resonates with you, go on one of these journeys and experience it because you come back a different person. You come back and realize, you know, crap, I've got 200 emails in my inbox I've got to get back to. It's not as big of a deal as you think. You know, it's like you don't sweat the little things. And so from that situation, you know, I donated, you know, a bunch of money and it, and it was part of like the business model and we're able to get back and buy land and, you know, they're building a school, which is awesome. And, you know, so that situation was so cool that that no matter what is happening in, in the business with Life on Fire, you know, to, to look back and think about that situation, to be able to go back and visit in another few months, and see a school there and see something that, you know, I was a part of and see how kids' lives have changed is that that is the significance that John, you know, was talking about from success to significance. And so since then, we're now transitioning and we're, we're actually have a, another awesome organization that, um, that is able to scale. And so I'm excited to share some of that, those details, but man, what a crazy trip out there, John. What a crazy trip, Nick. And I mean, the way you painted that story, you painted that picture. I mean, it is just, you know, so vivid. I know for all of our listeners right now. And hopefully it just makes us all realize, you know, to, to take a second look around and be appreciative of, of what we do have. And wow, powerful stuff. And, and you're right, we are going to kind of transition now, um, not to a different topic, but a lot of Fire Nation listeners probably remember an incredibly inspiring interview a handful of months back by a guy by the name of Adam Braun. And he started this organization called Pencils of Promise. And we had an amazing talk about his organization, about what he does in developing countries around the world, specifically Guatemala, which is what we're going to dive into. 
And we're going to do a lot of cool things. And, and I'm actually excited to, you know, be having a pretty big both financial and personal involvement with, with Pencils of Promise in the upcoming years, which is really exciting. And in fact, we're about to have a quick word from our sponsors. And I'm really happy to announce that the proceeds from today's sponsorship is going directly to Pencils of Promise, which is just really cool. So let's take a second, Fire Nation, and thank our sponsors. It's no secret that our moods, our clothes, and our daily routines often change with the season, and so do consumer purchasing patterns. So now might be an ideal time to look at a few simple ways that you can update your brand to take advantage of what your customers are in the mood for. Maintaining a timely look can be making seasonal changes to your color scheme. You know that competition can be fierce, especially when consumers are likely to be bargain hunting. A restaurant, for example, might select bright colors in the summer to highlight its outdoor facilities, then switch to a warm color in the fall to showcase its cozy indoor dining accommodations. From steamy summer to chilly winter, effective design can help to connect with your customer and make the most of every season. Are you looking for a designer to help give your brand some seasonal flair? Then it's time to visit 99designs.com slash fire. You'll get a $99 power pack of services for free and get even more designers to work with you on your branding. Having a strong team in place is an extremely important part of our business as entrepreneurs, but what I hear a lot of entrepreneurs struggling with is how to effectively manage their team. What are the best ways to foster collaboration for maximum productivity? How do I get my team on the same page by providing everyone access to the same information in real time? Strong teams are the backbone of strong businesses, and collaboration and communication is half the battle when you're spread out across the globe. That's why we're lucky to live in an age where solutions like Igloo are available. Igloo is an internet you'll actually like. Built with easy-to-use integrated apps like file sharing, blogs, shared calendars, task management, and much, much more. It's a platform that combines multiple functions together in one place to let you scale collaboration over time while reducing the costs associating with using multiple solutions. It's time to start working better together. Try Igloo today, free for up to 10 people at igloosoftware.com slash fire. That's igloosoftware.com slash fire. Nick, we're back and we're fired up to talk about another leg of your journey. And this one's involving Pencils of Promise and my main man, Adam Braun. And again, Fire Nation, just go to eofire.com, type in Adam into the search bar. That interview was amazing. And what he's doing in this world is incredible. So Nick, how did you get involved in Pencils of Promise and share with Fire Nation a little backstory? Totally. So, um, man, and God, Adam is such an incredible entrepreneur, incredible guy. Definitely check out the the interview that John did. It it, it rocks. And so, um, and so I had that experience in Honduras. And when I was thinking about you know all of our projects that we have going on with Life on Fire, and it was like you know I wanted to um, continue to give back, you know, with the business. And, but I was looking that, you know, I wanted to make sure that the organization, um, would be scalable, you know, that we could, um, you know, essentially the, the, the organization that I donated to before, I mean, they, they couldn't handle multiple schools or projects, you know? So I'm like, all right, well, I, I'm inspired by that. I need to find the right uh, organization to work with. And surely enough, that organization seemed to somehow, some way find me. Right. So, and it happened because of me listening to Entrepreneur on Fire, <laughs> hearing about Adam Braun, 
hanging out with Lewis Howes and him really inspiring me uh, because he built uh, three schools out in Guatemala and dedicated them to, to different people. And I was just like, man, this is this is so aligned with what I was doing in Honduras. And so, you know, I, I you know, grabbed his book, read his story. It's so inspirational and, you know, hopped on the phone and got on the phone with Adam and realized that um, not only is the story and not only is his heart just completely made of gold, but it's he's created an organization that is absolutely incredible. 100% of the money you donate to Pencils of Promise goes to building an actual school in Guatemala and now in other developing nations. And that provides education for little kids. You know, that's one of the most important basic needs out there. And the impact is incredible. So um, I just really did my research. I ended up going to Guatemala on a trip just a couple months ago and experiencing, you know, what it was like. Um, And you talk about from the significance, from success to significance, this quick story, it just is, it was one of the coolest parts of the entire trip to Guatemala. So we're we're, you know, volunteering, we're mixing concrete, we're literally getting our hands dirty, helping to build a school, we're hanging out with the little, you know, kids playing soccer, having an amazing um, time and getting to know them and the, and the folks from the community. And, you know, we hop back in our van and we're heading to, you know, we thought we were going to dinner. And so we're driving for a couple hours and all of a sudden they pull over and they pull into this you know, kind of remote area and we pull up and, you know, it clearly looked like a school. And so another uh, donor, um, you know, a guy uh, named Eric was in, in the van and he happened to coincidentally say, so where are we going? And, you know, the, the folks in Pencils of Promise, you know, look back with a little bit of a smile and said, oh, you'll see. <laughs> and we roll up and get out of the van and we walk up and there's this big plaque. Every school has like a big plaque on it and it says, you know, dedicated to, and it was to Eric's late uncle and Eric donated the $25,000, built the school. And this was a couple of years ago because the school had already been built. He wasn't expecting to see his school. There's lots of schools that they built. And we walked up and to see his face, his hard earned dollars, you know, he does like stock trading and to walk up and to see the school that he built for his uncle that passed away and I mean, it was incredibly emotional and to see all the kids and then, you know, the principal came out and a couple of folks from the town and they were all just praising him and thanking him and how, you know, that changed that community and to see the impact, it was, it was beyond special. And so what's so cool is that Pencils of Promise has has completely scaled, you know, building schools in other, in, in other countries. And, uh, they do it with such dedication and such passion and, and efficiency. So the beautiful thing is when 20, someone donates $25,000 or if you fundraise and get to $25,000, boom, there's a school that gets built, um, to, to help other little kids. And then it becomes dedicated. You get to choose who it's dedicated to. And what I love is that there's lots of entrepreneurs that are jumping on and building out schools. And so when you looked at it and said, all right, well, this is the perfect organization, the right leadership, the right, um, you know, boots on the ground in, in Guatemala and I um, mean, it's scalable. So decided to, you know, to make part of, you know, life on fire and make part of, you know, my purpose in 2014, you know, to build a school, if not one, at, you know, at least one, maybe two schools and fundraise. And now we just have tied that 
into our business plan. We've got a really cool event coming up that um, I'm excited to share because it's such a, it's a kind of a unique idea, but it's such a, you know, it, it really is simple at the core and it, you know, raises money for charity and it helps people all at the same time. So Nick, I'm excited to dive into this because it kind of brings everything together. You know, it comes from that phrase that we're going to continue to tie into this entire interview, into this chat that we're having from success to significance. You can have a viable business and be proud that that, that, that business is viable, is thriving, is generating serious revenue because when you're doing those type of things, you can then move to that significance to where you can then take this incredibly hard-earned cash and put it to incredibly powerful uses. And what I love about Pencils of Promise and what Adam Braun has done is he's just made a very legitimate opportunity. He said, hey, you know, $25,000 is the number. You can go ahead, donate that, fundraise that, have a bunch of people come together, get to that number, and that those dollars will build an entire school from foundation to the doors on, to the desks in there, to people learning, to kids who may have never had the opportunity to learn, to now learning in all of these developing countries around the world. So it's just so powerful what one person's idea can now turn into to now where someone like Nick Unsworth and myself are taking up the cause as well and really going from that success to significance. And this is where it's leading us right now, Nick, is the fact that this inspired you to, to maybe do a little bit of a shift of your business plan as you went forward. And you have been putting in a ton of effort, a ton of energy. You've been bringing in all the big dogs for an unbelievable event that's coming up, specifically a virtual summit. So Fire Nation, wherever you are in the world, this is for you. And I love the uh, the domain because it kind of says it all, Nick. Freevirtualsummit.com. Fire Nation, that's freevirtualsummit.com. And that's exactly what it is. It's a free virtual summit. And Nick, what is this free virtual summit. What was your inspiration for it? And how can Fire Nation get involved? Definitely, definitely. So, and I think that this is, I mean, this just ties together the success to significance. And what I love is that it's its like doing it at the same time. And so a virtual summit, all that really is, is think about whatever your passion is, right? Whatever you're interested in, whether it could be, shoot, it could be fishing, it could be dating and relationships, health and fitness, uh, marketing, entrepreneurship, you name it. It's like whatever your passion is, that's what I love about podcasting. You can just grab a microphone right. and get started. <laughs> but a, a virtual summit is, is along those same lines. So... All it is is taking, um, it could be as small as uh, taking five people um, and just saying, all right, I'd like to feature these five people on a health and fitness virtual summit. I'm going to get Jillian Michaels from The Biggest Loser. I'm going to go out and get a celebrity fitness trainer. I'm going to get an author of a book or Tim Ferriss, right? So you just choose people that are influential in that niche or in your niche and all you're asking for is an, is an interview. You can do the interview over the phone. You can do the interview, you know, um, using like something like a Google Hangout. Um, but it can be simple, right? And so when you get the people on the summit for your niche, the beautiful thing is that um, then you just create like a, a, a marketing launch for it. So if you've got five people on it, you say, guys, if we all just, e you know, sent emails to our email list together, we would actually create an audience for ourselves, you know? So instead of being one person trying to just 
just pound the pavement and build up an audience or build up an email list. You put, ask five people to be a part of it. And part of the deal is all five people, they are to email about it. And that creates the live audience for you. And, you know, as you know, and then when they, they do their interview, they can share, you know, their, uh, a free gift at the end. You know, it's not meant to be like a big pitch fest or anything, but they can share a free gift. And what happens is it creates the audience right then and there. And I think what's really cool too, is that you can take the, the replay, whether it's just an audio teleconference or whether it's a Google Hangout, you could take the replay and use that content as your podcast episodes. So, so that's so the concept is to do that because um, you're adding value for the end consumer because you're bringing to the table amazing speakers in that niche. But you're also elevating your brand because you're putting your face next to people that are influential in your industry. So, if I were to just fast forward it up to to right now, so freevirtualsummit.com, what uh, what I put together and John speaking on is we've got 25, 25. Um, inspirational entrepreneurial leaders. Um, you know, everyone from uh, you know John Dumas himself. We've got Kevin Harrington from Shark Tank. We've got Brian Tracy. We've got Mike Koenigs. We've got Brian Moran. We've got all kinds of absolutely incredible entrepreneurs, and we're featuring them on the virtual summit. And so, from a brand a branding perspective, that's great. So, if you were doing this. I mean, imagine how fast your brand can grow because you're putting your face next to other industry leaders. In my case, this is, this is cool for branding, right? But when we, we put that together, it is free for everyone to, to participate. It's free for everyone to come in and be able to consume this content. But the beauty is that it's live. The beauty is that all those sessions are going to be delivered on Tuesdays and Thursdays, literally through January. So just kind of like a TV show, it's like, you know, every Tuesday, and Thursday, you go to the same place at the same time and you can interact with some of these celebrity entrepreneurs, you know, folks like Gary Vaynerchuk and, and ask them questions and, and be a part of it and be part of the community. And the awesome thing is that anyone that opts in with their email address and gets access to these, you know, 25 plus uh, live sessions, the sweet thing is that on the next page, we created a very special um, uh, offer that the proceeds goes to Pencils of Promise. And this is how it all ties together. So we created this thing called the Business on Fire Bundle, and it's 97 bucks. But here's the thing. You get literally over $6,000 of courses for just $97. It's crazy. So we've got, you know, we've got a course from John in there that was a donation from John, right? We've got, we've got my course. That's, you know, a thousand dollar course product launch on fire. That's my donation. Mike Koenigs has courses. Brian Tracy has courses, my uh, Michael Burnup. And so what's really special is that it's literally $6,070 of actual courses that you get for 97 bucks and all the proceeds goes to pencils of promise. Boom. It's so cool. Basically, like what makes that really special is that um, it's a win on all sides. So, you know, it's as simple as, you know, step one, freevirtualsummit.com. You get access to all the live sessions. Then you see like, wow, check out this bundle. You know, there's a time management product. There's a leadership product. There's, you know, a live course with Michael Burnoff. A webinar product. A webinar product. (laughs) John Lee Dumas, you know, how to do webinars. You know, it's crazy. And um, then you grab it for 97 bucks and then that money comes in. Proceeds goes to Pencils of Promise. Next thing you know, we're building a school together, you know? So it's just, it's a really cool situation. And the way I look at it is, you know, we are, 
um, adding value because we're creating unique content. We're raising money to, to build, you know, a school in Guatemala and it's just win, win, win. And that to me, there's no better way to run a business than if you can set it up in a way that it's literally giving back as it goes. And so it's just super exciting. So Fire Nation, what I love about this win-win-win is that your success and your accomplishments will be a direct proportion of the value that you give to this community. And I mean, just look at what Nick Unsworth is doing here. I mean, if this is not a life on fire, what is? Because 25 people he has wrangled from all over the, the online internet entrepreneurial world to come and to just give free value to give their knowledge to just dispel what they know into these 25 sessions that you, Fire Nation, are going to be able to consume for completely free. I mean, this is just unbelievable and mind-blowing that this is you know, even out there right now. And then above and beyond, if you want to get just this unbelievable $6,070 package, this bundle of products, again, a product that I donated on behalf of Pencils of Promise, that Nick's donated, Brian Tracy's donated, and everybody else that you've been hearing has been donating these great products for this great cause. So if you do want to donate $97 and grab these courses and build a school in a developing country and know that the organization is just on par with every top organization out there when it comes to building great things and a charitable organization in general, then freevirtualsummit.com is just a great place to start. And you know what? If you just want to come and consume all the content, that's great too, because that's what Nick and I are doing. We're providing value. I do it on behalf of Entrepreneur Fire every single day for free. You didn't pay to listen to this episode. Nick's providing it at the freevirtualsummit.com for free. So I just love what we have going on, Nick. I just feel like this is a win, win, win all the way around. There's no other way to explain it. And I'd kind of like to close here and to end with, you know, maybe just share with Fire Nation, you know, kind of tie this all up. We've really done a great job sharing what it means to go from success to significance. But maybe some of the listeners right now are saying, you know, I'm not even at that success point right now. You know, I don't feel like I've gone to that point where I can start to look towards significance. And what I would personally say real quick is, well, this is an amazing way to do some significant things out there. Um, with this $97 package that's going to build a, a school in a developing country, even if you're not yet super, quote unquote, successful. But what would you want to end with, Nick, here for Fire Nation that's saying, you know, I want to go from success to significance, but first I got to get to success. Where, where, What do we say to Fire Nation? Oh, this is good. I got goosebumps just thinking about it because, <laughs> because for everyone that's an entrepreneur or that wants to be an entrepreneur, at the end of the day, we have to have faith. And that's faith in ourselves. You can call it belief. It's, you know, and it's not necessarily like faith from a spirituality perspective, but I mean, have the faith knowing in the belief, knowing that you can do it and you can get there. Because at the end of the day, um, when you have that level of faith and you actually feel significant along the journey, even if you're completely dead broke, I mean, I had been dead broke at two points in my entrepreneurial career. We're talking not only just broke 50 grand in the whole, you know, attorney wanted me to file bankruptcy. I said, no, I mean, eating ramen noodles. I mean, bad, 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 bad. And I still would take my last dollars and donate. I still, because I had the faith in knowing that I'm here on this earth for a purpose. I knew it. And every single one of us, we have 
a special aspect to our lives. Every single one of us has a gift, has something to share to this world. Every single one of us already has significance. We have, um, you know, a direct, there is meaning for each of us to be here on this earth. And we just need to have the faith that we are going to live that out. And so when you start to do things like giving back, even if you don't have a lot of money, then it's, it's proportional. It's, you know, give back the $10. And when you do that, it starts to change your mindset because it starts to, to literally not only just consciously, but at a subconscious level, it is sending a message saying, I believe in myself. I'm going to give, you know, this 10, you know, this $10 or my last, you know, 50 bucks and I'm going to help someone else. And that sends a powerful message throughout your entire body and your being because that's, that's letting yourself know that you do have the faith that you are going to get to where you want to go, you know, and that you have faith in, and know that the money will always be there, you know, and you'll always be able to provide, you know, if you just truly have enough faith in it. And it's like when you do give back and you master money where you're able to give it away, even if it could be a little bit scary because you don't have a lot, it's when you do that, you're showing money that you are actually the master of it. And when you do that, it makes it a heck of a lot easier for it to come back. And it's like, there's all kinds of studies about what happens with giving and, you know, how, you know, the law of reciprocity, when the more that you give out, the more that comes back. And when you really get your mindset wrapped around giving to others and living with that significance and living with that purpose along the journey, everything else comes into play. So, just dig deep and really just commit to the vision that, of where you want to go and literally to think of yourself as if you've already achieved it. You know, in my head for this, for this, you know, free virtual summit, um, I can completely picture, I wake up and I literally read a letter I, I wrote to myself that walks through and shares about how we built the school through this virtual summit, how entrepreneurs like John Dumas and all these other folks came together, gave their free courses, how people from all over the world spent $97 to buy courses. That was an awesome deal for them, but they also were contributing to this school that we're building and just seeing how everyone kind of like really got excited and came together and built the school and like made this awesome, fun journey together. And like that lights me up every day. You know, when I have something crazy going on, it's like, you know what? I think about the kids' faces. I think about their smiles. And so for you, do the same thing. Just connect, you know, the vision of where you want to go and just obsess about that and think about that and make, do that power move. You know, next time you're at the grocery store, pay for the person's stuff behind you and see how good that feels. And the more you give, the more it's all going to keep coming back. Fire Nation, I really just want you to be open to go from a place of scarcity to a mindset of abundance. And Nick, I have almost squeezed you dry today, but let's end literally on fire with you sharing just one parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, then we'll say goodbye. I love it. I love it. Well, I would say um, take imperfect action and fail forward fast. Because, you know, it's, it's so easy to be an entrepreneur or it's so easy to, to, um, you know, spend your time in limbo, just doing research and just, you know, um, just like, it's like moving the papers around on your desk and mm-hmm. you're really not, mm-hmm. you know, getting everything done and it all revolves around fear and other different things that limit us. And, you know, when you just make that conscious choice that, you know what, I'm just going to move fast. 
I'm going to have integrity. I'm going to do the best work I can for people, but it's okay to take imperfect action, get it to market and test it before you spend 90 hours building something, you know? And so imperfect action, fail forward fast, having the mindset. I mean, you hear, you know, on John's show, I mean, there's always a journey. There's always failures. When you know that you can take it in stride with your chin up, take imperfect action, fail forward fast, and definitely join us on the free virtual summit.com. Boom. And Nick, where's the best place beyond that to connect with you? Yeah, I would say um, just lifeonfire.com. Uh, and, you know, we've got uh, Facebook comments. So we've, it's great to be able to connect and interact there. We've got all of our, you know, our, uh, twi- you know, our Twitter is just at Nick Gunsworth and our Facebook and all those things are, are on lifeonfire.com. So Fire Nation, you are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. And you have been hanging out with Nick and myself today. So keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Type Nick in the search bar. His show notes page will pop right up. And two, two key URLs, Fire Nation, that I want you to make sure that you're going to today, that you take action on. Number one is eofire.com slash CL. That will take you to Nick and I on stage live Wednesday, October 15th in San Francisco on stage speaking our little hearts out. But most importantly, freevirtualsummit.com. Sign up for this incredibly power-packed 25 session for free. And hey, if your heart desires, $97 is going to help build a school in Guatemala or some other developing country. And Nick, thank you for sharing your journey with us today. And for that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Bam! Fire Nation, sometimes you don't have 30 minutes to commit to a podcast. I totally get it. That's why I launched Quotes on Fire, a a seven-day-a-week podcast where I share a quote from history's greatest entrepreneurs and a killer resource. Check it out in iTunes or at qofire.com. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite.